Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sat, managing editor, fightful.com, fightfulwrestling.com. Head over to fightfulwrestling.com. Get all your latest wrestling news, photos, videos, podcasts, exclusives, resources. We got it all. This show is brought to you in part by FightfulSelect.com. That is the most direct way to support Fightful.com. And you get a ton of podcasts every month. Uh, th- just this weekend, I had my uh, Weekender podcast. Last week, Warren Hayes did the 205 Live NXT Review podcast. He also did a separate show for NXT UK last week. That might not be the trend always, but you can get early access to stuff like my 43-minute interview I did with Dave Lagana. That went up today. You can ask questions for the press conference that myself and Melissa are going to do for Listing Your Boy 100. You get behind-the-scenes footage, which went up. You get early access to lots of articles. You get the opportunity to ask questions for interviews. Uh, Just lots of neat stuff over there. That's pretty much the update on what we have up there now. But also... uh, yeah, just just give it a glance. We got that Survivor Series 94 podcast up there too. That's a good watch. But it's time to talk about Raw. The first of the official three-hour era. I am joined by Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to not have five extra minutes to watch every week. Uh, maybe a little bit more. There have been weeks where we didn't get this show started until about 1125. Yeah, there, there have been weeks where it has is, it is felt interminable, uh, even if the show had only been two hours long. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad to actually have a hard and fast network out. Yeah, man. Uh, I reported the news last week, for those of you who missed it, a Fightful.com exclusive. Raw ending at 11 p.m. hard every single week. And I got this news, and I was like, okay. And boy, was the source reliable. It was concrete. And I reach out to WWE, and they aren't always the happiest when I reach out about stuff like this that that I put out before them. But they confirmed the following day. And apparently this is, from, from what I've been told, this is likely a USA Network call. And if it's a USA Network call, it makes me wonder why, because it is still their most 
it's their highest rated program that they have. But I mean, too much of a good thing, quote unquote, good thing can be a bad thing. And that's something that we figured out with this WDB show. However, the move to three hours has paid off major for WWE as a company, Alex. Yeah, sure. Monetarily. Absolutely. The problem is, is that creatively, aesthetically, um, it hasn't. And, and when you say um, that money is by far the most important thing to us, then everything else be damned. But, but there are a lot of people watching the show who are fans of the product in general that say, man, this would be a lot better if you had a nice tight two hours instead of rambling and trying to put, put in together stuff where you don't actually have the time to really put together a real storyline. So you just throw a match out there four weeks in a row that has no real bearing on anything. Um, that's, that's part of the, the third hour that doesn't really help anybody, but um, certainly monetarily it has, it has helped them quite a bit. Well, it makes me very happy. One that I got the exclusive. Yeah, boy. Anyway, I can say we go live every week at a certain time. Live at 11.05. It rhymes, Alex. There you go. And that's what we're doing. Live at 11.05 every Monday night. We're here. Live at 10.05 every Tuesday night. We got a lot of other stuff coming up this week. NXT TakeOver on Saturday. Myself, Alex, Mr. Warren Hayes, who actually does those NXT podcasts. Uh, One of our most popular shows, by the way. And uh, Warren will be joining us Sunday as well. Jeff will be actually at the venue covering, or at the venue, not covering. <laughs> He's going to do that work there. Oh, let's be real. Yeah. But uh, he will be there in L.A. Wednesday, listing your boy, number 98, Jimmy Van is back. He's been out of town for a little bit. Uh, but that uh, just before that, at 1 p.m. Eastern, rather, uh, sorry, I got hung up there, the Triple H media conference call. Is going down. Triple H, Alex, a week after he had surgery, is like, you know what? I'm still going to do this media call. I think that's pretty indicative of how much NXT means to him. Yeah, no, he's he's the proud papa. Um, uh, I'm I'm sure he's you know on whatever horse tranquilizers they got him on to make sure that that a man his size feels no pain after that surgery. But uh, you know, he's, he's got it on speakerphone. I'm sure he's got it on lock. You know, I mean. Uh, <laughs> Also, hey, and I mean, far be it from me to to speculate, but if the painkillers have some kind of effect on him, maybe he'll like let something slip and actually tell the truth, of, you know, like not you know do some corporate double speak and try and get around stuff. Like, what do you think of Matt Riddle? Well, let me tell you what I think about Matt. You think Riddle. you'll let me get those Raw and SmackDown rundowns again? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> we will live stream that. The only website that live streams the Triple H press conference uh, on Fightful.com and Fightful's YouTube. Also, I'm just saying, Fightful also broke the story of Triple H's injured peck. FightfulWrestling.com. Without further ado, it's Monday Night Raw time. Your go-home show for Survivor Series. We start off the show with a battle royal, which really puts a highlight on how bad the division is. Oh, man. Uh, this tag team division you just see all these guys in the ring and you go like i had a push a t moment yeah i just felt gross looking at this and then it was further highlighted how more terrible they were because braun came out and killed everybody which you know as long as it's him I'm, i'm a little more more privy to being okay with it but my first thought was oh shit nicholas is coming back 
that was my immediately immediately thought. So I, I I was I was watching the, the first few moments on mute, um, and I was like, oh well, Braun is a former tag team champion. Maybe he's like, well, I want to I want to be captain of the of the tag team Survivor Series thing. Uh, and I was like, oh no, he's just out here because he's he's upset with Baron. But um, I was right. I called it last week. The Lucha House Party stuff. They're only on Raw right now instead of is pulling dual duty with 205 Live so that Raw has a fifth tag team. Like, and I love watching this thing. And the fact that nobody mentions that all three of the dudes from Lucha House Party were part of the Battle Royal, but nobody else has a third member in this Battle Royal. Does that not give them a distinct advantage when the three of them could team up on somebody? Oh, yeah. whatever. We, we, won't, we won't mention that. We'll just. Move on because it's really only a, a, a vehicle to get to our, you know, one of our A stories, which is Braun and Brock. So that, uh, the match is thrown out immediately. Yeah. We'll talk about the match because it does happen later. Yeah. A bunch of people jump Braun. It doesn't work. Strowman is tired of chasing Baron Corbin around and will not leave until Corbin comes out and gets these hands. Stephanie McMahon comes out instead and tries to pep talk Braun and say Shane disrespected him and all the superstars and Raw and Braun doesn't give a heck, Alex. No, he doesn't. And he shouldn't. Why should he? Why this that was my favorite part of Braun's character uh in the in recent memory was him like, I don't care about Shane or you or Raw or SmackDown. I just want the dude who hit me in the back of the head with a title belt, which cost me from being champion. Like, that makes perfect sense to me. It's logical. I don't understand why this giant monster tweener would care about anybody. Um, but I did love, and I thought he gave you a run a run for your money with the uh, segue to the plug for the sponsor. Motherfucker, Alex. I was going to use it. No, 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 no. Not, not the one you're thinking of. Where he comes out and says, Tonight's episode of Raw is brought to you by Braun Strowman. I thought that was really great. That was cute. I was like, okay, good. That Braun Strowman can offer me. I'm willing to listen to your sales pitch. Mm. Mm. So Stephanie is basically like me trying to negotiate with Brandon Howard. I'm like, I'll give you anything you want. Just <laughs> just be on my team, Brandon. <laughs> I need those two twos. I need those two threes, man. Nobody does it like you. So, uh, and so. Brandon Howard, you know, is looking at me and he's like, I run it the way that I want to run it, Sean. My graphs look the way that I want them to look. And if they don't, I'm going to Toronto to <laughs> two, three, two, three, and kicking down Jimmy Van's door. And I'm like, I, I'll give you whatever you need, Brandon. Just write for us. And fortunately, much like, what happened with Brandon and Fightful or a couple weeks ago? Braun accepts Stephanie McMahon's uh, offer of anything he wants. What does he want? He wants Baron Corbin. He wants to make the stipulations. He wants a universal title shot. And Stephanie says, done! And you know what? Given Given the context within this, man, I thought these two were really great together. Because Stephanie... For all we'll talk about brand supremacy later on, there is the sibling rivalry too. And if nothing has been consistent for decades, 
It's that Stephanie McMahon is incredibly petty and will do whatever it takes to one-up her brother in particular. I don't know if this dynamic works as well if it's not her brother leading the other show. No, I, I don't think it does at all. I, I don't I don't think the dynamic dynamic works, period. I, I don't buy that for these for this month every year and this year for these two weeks, the most important thing for all these performers is what color shirt they wear. I don't buy it. You can't you can't get me to buy that. But I, I like this idea that I believe I believe that it matters to Stephanie McMahon. I don't believe it matters to anybody who's under her employee, except for the fact that, like, I'll have you fired, whatever. She didn't actually bring that up, which I figured, you know, she might. But I did love the, like, like Braun's negotiating powers, like, I want Braun Baron Corbin to sign a waiver. Okay, well, I'll talk to the lawyers, but I'm pretty sure I can get you that, too. All I mean, right, I want I want three points on the VIG, and I, like, he's just he's great negotiating. Have we not learned anything from Hootie and or the Blowfish, Alex? I mean, the the classic time. Time, I don't understand. Superstars killing in the street, dying for the color of a rag. Yeah. So what yeah. we got going on here. So what we got going on here. So <laughs> Stephanie is not happy SmackDown has won two years in a row. And if we were given some sort of incentive especially by Vince McMahon showing up and saying like you know I'm more I'm more likely to give you preferential treatment if you win this I understand that a little bit but the thing is I don't know that Vince has ever outwardly came out and said on TV man having the stronger brand is super super important but the thing is I've talked to dozens of people who have worked for and with Vince McMahon and they have all said that Vince sees brand supremacy as the most important thing you could possibly fight for. And I'm thinking, damn, man. I mean, maybe that goes back to when the when brand supremacy actually meant something yeah. with WWE versus WCW. Say when, it! Say it when, on the air! Yeah, when you come when you own and control both brands, and either one being successful is good for your bottom line. Then I don't understand. Like, it'd be one thing if you could convince me of a WWE main roster versus NXT Survivor Series and the kids at NXT like wanting to actually have their piece. You could convince me of that being an actual brand supremacy thing. But Raw versus SmackDown, because the idea also, like, you're fired. And if you're fired, we know that in two weeks you'll end up on the other show. Like, there's no, there's, this it's a completely it just goes both ways everybody's on the same roster really just you know mondays or tuesdays so yeah it would not be difficult at all for shane mcmahon on the show tomorrow to say i know how important this is to the one guy i have to answer to how do i know because i literally bought a brand to get under his skin one time yep because it meant so much to him that i did that Mm-hmm. It is they they have all this mm-hmm. this here, but but Braun's still not sold on Stephanie. Nope. He says, "I know how you look at me. You think that I'm just a mindless meat castle." It's true. And you know what? This we watched this mindless meat castle go through about about twenty asses <laughs> to start off. <laughs> We watched 
this mindless meat castle run the gamut, as they say. Mm-hmm. The gauntlet, as they say. True. Both He things. put a few notches in his post, if you know what I'm saying. He did. If you want to put a few notches in your post with your mindless meat castle, don't make a mindless decision. Hit up my buddies at bluechew.com. You know the drill, guys. That's Blue Chew. Like the color blue. It can help your performance, give you that extra confidence in bed. Whether it's five on one or one on five, I don't know what situation you're going to be in. If you want to be the sole survivor when all is said and done, bluechew.com will help you out. That's blue like the color blue. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. It won't cut off your overrun. You, you got your you got your solid time, but you know what? Maybe you want a little bit more. Maybe that hard out time. You, I mean, it's still a hard time, but maybe maybe you not not just want a hard out time. Maybe you need a hard in and hard out time. A hard in and out time. And you know what? If you've got a hard out time and you can't make it to the doctor, this stuff ships direct. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit. No waiting at the pharmacy. And we got a special deal for you. How about this? I'm going to give something away for free. Going to give something away for free. You use the code Fightful at BlueChew.com. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Bam! You're good to go. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Hit them up at GetBlueChew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about their product from us, even if you don't use it yet. You you will. You will. That was a tough one to get through. <clears throat> so, Strowman says that he's going to tear down HQ if she doesn't keep her word. Baron Corbin. Uh, <laughs> well, wait. Ronda Rousey comes out next. True. Interrupts Stephanie. Says she doesn't need a pep talk. She wants to show the man, Becky Lynch, how to rip someone's arm off. And she teases doing it to Stephanie. But Baron comes out, puts his hand on Rosie's shoulder, and she throws him. And Baron didn't help her that much. Nope. <laughs> but she still got the job done, Alex. Yeah, she did. Uh, she, she's, a, she's a judo master. Uh, I, I liked it. I love the idea of like him coming out. We don't want to get overconfident, Ronda. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that is good advice. Uh, but you don't put your hands on Rhonda. Like, just don't do that. I mean, please don't do that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was good. I like that. It shows that she's a badass. Um, I, I, uh, I, I like her and, and Braun standing side by side as, as, as friends. I think that's a cool little thing that that's like, that's like three quarters. That's like two-thirds of an action movie trio that just runs through a jungle killing a bunch of commandos. So Braun gets in Corbin's face. Stephanie takes control. And Braun says, have fun being Stephanie's lapdog because after Survivor Series, I'm going to neuter you. Yeah. Solid line. Good line. Uh, did uh, Did you see that uh, the Meat Castle thing, that's like... A little pet name that he, that Braun's girlfriend has for him in real life that he decided to use tonight. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. On on her Instagram, she that always sounds uses... like something 
Ving Rames would name him if he were on the Arby's menu. <laughs> we have the meat castle. Uh, yeah, she, she always uses the old uh, hashtag meat castle when she's posting photos of the two of them on Instagram. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope that breakup goes well if that happens <laughs> or else you never know what's going to be out there. So Naya and Tamina are backstage and they're screaming at people to move who are not in their way at all. <laughs> I don't know. Let, let's talk about this N- Tamina Ember Moon match. Tamina wins. If anybody, well, I can't say that. Ember Moon on my match rating, I would have given her performance a 7 out of 10 on my scale, which is excellent. Yeah. This match fell below par, though. Why? Because her opponent didn't move, like, the yeah. whole night. Ember yeah. Moon had this entire match with a statue, including when she did a suicide dive to the outside and Nia budged about, I don't know, two inches, which yeah. she was supposed to. It's just, it's some kicks. Nia distracts Ember. She gets super kicked off the top rope and a super fly splash with some heavy camera trickery to make sure that it looked okay. Yeah. Got the win. And Tamina looked a little gassed after a 10 minute singles match where she didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, this Tamina push is confounding. I don't, I didn't miss her when she was gone. And now she's back, and it's like, well, we we know she can't move. She's got bad knees, and she that the not a spring chicken. No, and and that superfly splash is more like a superfly kind of fall off the top rope. Yeah, it's not it's not a it's not a thing. Super so, falling with style. Yeah, yeah, super fall sploosh. Yeah, it's it's not uh, not great. I mean, the um, thing is, you can just alter her style to where she does things that accentuate her limitations a little bit better to her abilities. There are not a lot of women that size working right now. Yeah. You're not going to see a lot of women throwing the sidewalk slam out there. Nope. Like, adopt the big boss man slam, for the love of God. It's yeah. there. Take well, it. Use it. I I, I would like to... I, I, I... I'm wary of her trying new things. At this yeah, that, that's very true as well. <laughs> in, in, her, in her career. But when but, I see when I see her laboring heavily after this match, I'm like, yeah. she probably needs to be in a tag team. Yeah. S- sweet woman, but man, I don't feel confident when she's in there. I really no, don't. No, I, I also, you know, and you say, you talk about Ember Moon being, you know, doing such a great job tonight. And it does. She, she, she elevates anybody she works with. Um, and it's one of those things where you watch, oh, oh, you're using her on TV and showcasing her abilities in an effort to put over the far less talented person she's working against. Because if that person can beat her, wow, that person must be great. And I always kind of, I never, I never really like that because you, if you're going to make that person great, have them show off what they can do personally, as opposed to showing the other person do good stuff and then have them beat them or whatever. But I'd much rather see Ember as part of this um, Survivor Series. Yeah, seems seems like it's going to be a a heel-oriented team. Nia attacks Ember after the match. Reminder, guys, on this channel, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be – we're coming live with the Fightful MMA podcast. MMA insider James Lynch, Ryzen play-by-play commentator Showdown Joe – who, quite frankly, had the news of the Mayweather situation being a hoax way before anybody. He said it on our show last week. We do have a new Fightful MMA and Boxing YouTube channel. 
Search Fightful MMA and Boxing on uh, YouTube. We're going to have a custom URL soon. Comment, subscribe. You will be registered to win a signed Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture photo ahead of Chuck Liddell's MMA return this month. But tomorrow we're talking about the Mayweather hoax. We're going to preview UFC Argentina. We're going to talk about the, quite frankly, the most unbelievable knockout maybe that I have ever seen in my entire life, which happened at UFC Denver. Join us. Also, uh, follow us at Fightful MMA for our MMA-based stories. Corey Graves is out to interview Seth Rollins, and they're <laughs> like the theme of this show is talking heads constantly warning people to not overlook their opponents on Sunday because for some reason they insinuate that we're going to over that we think that they're overlooking them just because there's no reason for these matches to really happen besides right. brand supremacy. Rollins says that he is focused on Nakamura, but he wants answers. And my the, the question I want answered are, do Renee and Dean talk about anything? This relationship seems incredibly unhealthy. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with them saying, hey, has he told you anything? Um, and her being like, um, well, I'm going to let him yeah. st- speak for himself. And that can be the end of it. But a lot of the insinuations are by Michael Cole and Corey Graves is like, what are you hiding? What are you next, hiding, Renee? By next like, week, she's got to go, God damn, quit asking me. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, at this point, I think we've reached the threshold for how many times she can say, listen, I, whatever I know, I'm not divulging it. He's got to. But the problem is they set up this whole thing, this whole quandary by having her be this commentator on the same show with him as a, as a character where if he does anything, we should assume that his wife, who we all know that she is his wife, would have insight into his motivations. So the questions are always going to get asked, no matter what he does. And that's, if you don't want like those being there, then you just kind of set that up yourself, WWE. Oh, man. So Dean Ambrose is out in the cold, says the fans don't deserve to have him in the arena. There's a big barrel fire going on, Alex. Yeah, it can't be legal. Well, you no, know, and it also can't be good for that car's paint job so close to an open flame. You know? Yeah, least, I'm thinking bad, bad, bad idea. Bad idea. Dean, he yeah. doesn't care. He says that Roman held him back, that Seth held him back, the Shield held him back. And then he burns his gear. And I, he was so haphazard with this gas. I was like, ah, what? Yeah. What? Watch out! <laughs> what, what, I kind, also, what kind of car was that? It looked like some kind of—I don't know. I, I'm not a car guy. It was red. Looked sporty. Um, my my thing was that uh, they doesn't he just he douse the stuff with gasoline and then throw it in the fire? Is that what is that what he did? Because the fire did not react in any way to the quote unquote gasoline that he induced introduced into the flames. Um, my my. There was one moment in the promo that I actually thought was really interesting that I wish they would have really expounded on was, and they could have really used this, was the architect doesn't have any plans now, huh? Didn't see this one coming, did you, Seth? And the idea of uh, if they had just had a little patience to like have Seth and Dean lose their way after Roman went away with his illness, and Dean looked to Seth being the architect, the guy who's got all the ideas, and Seth be unable to figure out 
how like what to do and and Dean be like fine you know what I'll go out on my own because me by myself is just as good as the two of us together because you don't know what the hell you're doing that's something but instead we have this one little snippet in this thing which okay fine uh, we kind of guessed that's why you turned on on Seth there was no real impetus for it to happen in that particular moment um but I, listen I love I love dishonorably discharged Dean I love that character. I'm here for it. Yeah, man. By the way, guys, don't tag people. Don't tag wrestlers in negative tweets on Twitter. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I put on there, hey, who busted open Becky? And people are tagging wrestlers. Don't be that dickhead. Don't be that no. weirdo, man. No. That's that's weirdo stuff. So unusual, man, that behavior. Finn Balor defeated Dolph Ziggler. They show a highlight of Drew McIntyre versus Kurt Angle last week, and boy, did Drew McIntyre go over last week. Yeah. He gets a real great promo about how long he's waited for a moment like this. Finn Balor comes out, and quite frankly, he gets ethered on the mic. He comes yep. out and smiles. Yeah, but Drew, ha. Mm-hmm. You're a bully. And I'm like, man, what are you – why? Do yeah. You- to me, it's not really right and wrong that gets me into or out of a character. It's are they interesting? Are they compelling or not? And Drew McIntyre is very, very interesting, and Finn Balor isn't. And Drew says, you care too much about people's feelings, about right and wrong. I, I wasn't going to do anything for European pride. Your mags, I kicked your head off. And then Drew says, we'll have a match. Well, not with me. You'll have it with Dolph. And then if you beat him, maybe I'll come down to your level. I'm thinking, man, he's kind of shitting on Ziggler here. <laughs> well, right. But as was pointed out by Graves, he did. He shit on Ziggler immediately after saying Ziggler was the actual best in the world. Yeah. And, you know, which is which is a good little thing. I I, I love that they have uh, figured out a way to transition from uh, when they were first introduced as a pairing uh, a few months ago. Oh, this is this is uh, Dolph as Shawn Michaels, where he's finally got his diesel. This is great. Uh, this makes this is cool, you know. And now it's been flipped, and Drew is the guy in charge, and he's got himself a very talented little toady, who will do whatever Drew tells him to. Uh, and he's mean and nasty, but he's definitely playing second fiddle to Drew now. Uh, and that that happened so gradually, I almost missed it. Uh, and I'm, I I love where they're at now. I love I love Drew, um, and it it feels like they they had a chance to catch lightning in a bottle with a champion babyface Braun Strowman versus a heel Drew McIntyre feud, and instead they're they've got you know <laughs> Braun making like negotiations with Steph uh, for another match at some later date with Brock after he beats up Baron Corbin while Drew slums it in some feud with Finn Balor. Like yeah. they could have actually made this thing amazing and instead they've got two lesser things going on instead. You all have seen this match a million times. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Balor throwing a lot of kicks, Ziggler doing his stuff. Uh, the Marty Skrull version, the two sweet chants, leads to Balor rolling up Ziggler for the win. Stephanie backstage adds Ballard to the Survivor Series team, tells Drew this is her show, not his. She wasn't happy about that terminology that he used. She wants them to work together, not tear each other apart. 
and afterwards they can. Kind of closes the logic gap a little bit, I guess, but. Hey. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the other thing is that um, the, the, to me. Uh- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If, if, I mean, I'm assuming Stephanie's watched per past Survivor Series matches. Um, every Survivor Series match on each team, for some reason, they decided to put two guys on the team who are in a feud outside of this match. And then everyone's shocked when they turn on each other, costing at least one of them to be eliminated. And, I mean, we'll talk about the women's team in, in a bit, but, like, it becomes this whole thing where, yeah, putting Finn and Drew on the same team is probably a bad idea because one of them is going to cost the other one to be eliminated, and that's bad for your team. Why not, here's an idea, put all four, five guys on the team that all kind of get along at least, or at least mercenaries enough to do it. But in this case, that's not going to help you out, so... Right. Way, we will make our Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver predictions on the post-SmackDown show. Also, didn't realize Braun Strowman's girlfriend is Nick Aldis's manager in NWA. That's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. She had a big presence at NWA 70. So there's this weird Ronda Rousey promo. Oh, God, let's talk about this. Mm. So I've covered Ronda Rousey for a long time throughout MMA, throughout pro wrestling. I know a lot of people close to her camp, obviously, uh, based on some of the stories that we've broken at Fightful. Anybody who has followed her or known her and heard this promo would be like, really? Yeah. What? Hypersensitive? Kind of fits her. Avocados? She loves avocados. She eats them all the time. Millennial? That's her. Yeah. She's a millennial. She uh, is- Let's she and Becky are, are both 31 years old. Not only that, Alex. <laughs> they were born two days apart. <laughs> two days. That's eight hours, quite likely. Oh, my God. One of them was born on January 30th. The other one was born on February 1st. <laughs> I think that Vince McMahon doesn't know what a millennial is. No. 
I think that, that that was the case. I, didn't he bring that up during the the Steve Austin podcast about millennials? We know what his view of millennials are. Rousey targets Becky Lynch for being entitled and being a, a millennial, then gets really aggressive. I just don't think it plays well, some of this, where she goes to these mood swings on promos. It says that Becky Lynch getting offended and sensitive won't help her, and I'm thinking, what, mate? What? No. got mad and went off on a 21-year-old girl because she congratulated a, a woman who beat you yeah. in a real fight. So that doesn't work here. It does not work here. I don't think she delivers the promos very... I think she was delivering promos best when she started and it regressed. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help that WWE is pushing a fictionalized version of her. You know, like... Like you said, I mean, like she loves avocados and she's the same age as Becky Lynch, almost exactly the same age. Uh, and, you know, calling so- calling somebody else hypersensitive when we've seen what 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 how she actually reacted in her past. This is the, this is a this is the WWE betting that their main audience, the, the core audience, most of them, the, the majority of them didn't follow Ronda Rousey much before she came to WWE. And so, and also won't be like, do a whole bunch of background research on her to figure out if any of the things she's saying are true or not. Um, so it just feels like we'll have her say whatever we want and everyone will believe that it's true. Um, but you know, if you have a bunch of, if you have the crossover fans and be like, Hey, this doesn't ring true to me. This is weird. I don't know if I, can trust her anymore. It's a weird deal to like, and because they're obviously building her as a major part of their company right now and somebody to root for. So having her like utter provable falsities, at least skirting the truth is weird. Yeah. As, as Joe points out in our live chat, she has a self-sustaining farm. That's as millennials. It gets, that is a very super hipster thing to do these days. I have plenty of friends who fit the the description. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. WWE also has this weird reliance on what I call the psych bitch promo. Yeah. Where they, they have a female heel come out and feign that she is remorseful and sad or or grateful or whatever, and then they go, psych bitch. That's what Ruby Riot did, and she delivered it about as well as she could outside of the fake crying to begin the situation. Mm-hmm. Through to a video, of course, they're like, hey, make sure you're sincere, but throw to this video while you're there. Because yeah. nothing's more sincere than throwing to a video of yourself. Yeah, We all see it coming. She's happy about what she did. She wants to bring something real out of Natalia. Well, she brought a real ass whipping out of Natalia, and that's about it. That was this segment. Yeah, uh, that was it. Um, Ruby Riot has colored hair now. Is that is that is that new? Because I thought she was just a brunette for oh, long enough. Dude, the amount of spray tans on this show is unbelievable, man. It's too they much. Be banned, men yeah. and women alike. Jeff Hardy probably the worst offender, but yeah, I uh, I didn't I didn't love this because I don't like I don't like the you know. I mean, I, 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 you, you got on me for 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 uh, last week because I didn't believe Natalia's grief at the sunglasses thing. I'm fine with her grief at her at her dad dying, but the idea of that particular object and like his soul was within it, and now it's been lost 
to purgatory. It doesn't, it, the sunglasses thing was weird. And going back and showing it again and having, you know, Ruby be like, sorry about it, but not sorry. Ha ha. It, it was just another, another way of wasting part of that third hour. Yeah. Winners lead team Raw Battle Royal. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable win. They are, they're running it back. The highly anticipated rematch from roughly two hours before. Yep. East Slater and Rhino out first. Both members of the Revival get thrown out. This tag team division sucks ass, man. Lucha House Party and B-Team are eliminated. And, of course, it is down to the Ascension. Mm-hmm. Ruby Gable. If, if nothing else, this is one of the longest-running feuds on the show. Yeah. yeah. Is it... Um... It's five teams, yeah? I guess. Because that's what the Uso said last week. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, like, over on SmackDown, it's probably going to be Uso's, New Day, uh, Sanity, uh, Good Brothers. Are they still, are they still active? Like, yeah. I'm trying, here's the thing. Um, there, there, are, there are at least four. Four or five that may, it may be that the five best tag teams in the entire match are all from SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, that that very well may, may be the case because really I'm not sold on this whole Gable and Rude thing yet. Like they can't seem to consistently beat the Ascension. I don't think that they're great. Like, I love the Revival and the Revival should be one of the best teams, but they're certainly not treated as such. I also love the the Lucha House Party, but. There'll always be two to uh, to Vince McMahon, the two hundred five live guys who I needed a fifth tag team, and I some I asked somebody, hey, on that purple brand that we also do, is there anybody who's a tag team? Oh, good. Yeah. Also, it looks like Heath Slater and Rhino are the odd men out on the Raw team, based on on what I've heard. Root and Gable, though, one of the highlights of Raw was this awesome neckbreaker moonsault they did. That was unbelievable. It was badass. I loved it. That's that's a finish. That is a legit finish. I have never seen that before. Yes. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar comes out with Paul Heyman. You know what it is. It's a Paul Heyman promo. It's good. I love the line where he said, if you don't get my Hotel California references, Google it, bitches. I'm not here to educate you. I'm here to educate AJ Styles. Yeah. That was a nice touch. And I love how he brought up how close AJ was to beating Lesnar last year. That is a, a level of continuity that we need. And says that Brock didn't like that. He didn't. I, I kind of go back to a Cody Rhodes promo when he was putting over Willie Mack. And he said, Willie Mack took me to a place in the ring that I was uncomfortable with. And that's kind of what Heyman conveyed with Brock here. That AJ took Brock to a place he wasn't comfortable with. Jinder Mahal comes out and warns, a, warns Brock not to overlook AJ Styles, which I think makes sense. Because Jinder did that last year when he had a match set with Brock Lesnar and he lost his title. Yeah. It makes sense, Alex. This was one of the best things. I'm I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. One of the best things from a continuity standpoint that they've done on Raw in a very long time. Jinder, well, he 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 actually christened himself and brought it up tonight. Last year he christened himself the Beastmaster. Like he was he was all ready to like have his big match versus Brock Lesnar, and we were all dreading it. Because it was going to be just rest holds, followed by suplexes, followed by a missed coloss, followed by an F5. And that's that's what we all were expecting. And then, yes, he overlooked AJ Styles and gave us AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar in pretty much the best match those two guys could put on against each other. 
So I'm not necessarily looking forward to seeing that done the exact same way again or worse. But I did love uh, Jinder coming out and being like, hey, I I understand what, what you might be going through here. Don't overlook AJ Styles. And by the way, uh, here's my ridiculous yoga thing that I do. That's what happened. Also, Brock has a story to history of whipping that ass of Jinder Mahal back to the 3MB days. Yeah. Well, he took the 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 lesser of the beating this time and that time. That's true. He had F five that time back in the day. Uh, Drew did, which mm-hmm. I hope is eventually brought up. Ooh, I hope that's eventually brought up. <laughs> Instead, the Singh brothers get murdered, and one in particular, I can't remember which one it was, yeah. landed on his head and neck a couple times. How about not murdering people with no. German suplexes? I'd be cool with that, but whoo. Yeah, it was weird because the the one of them took them directly on the back of the neck and the back of the head. The other one took them on the base of his spine. Like it, it, neither one of them looked like they landed pretty well. They were categorically different, though. Like in in the way that you do them, there there are different ways to deliver and take a German suplex. Brock did a very clear release German suplex on the first one. Just heaved the guy. Yeah. With the other brother, both times, he hung on a little bit of extra time. And what that does is bring you down almost on your ass and then kind of slaps your head down. Brock ain't bridging these days. No. tell you, Brock is not bridging these days. And, you know, these guys have not wrestled in 2018. They they don't wrestle very rarely. Uh, Two times for Sunil, one time for Samir. But uh, they're getting their reps in. That's for damn sure. I, I reps in. I uh, I just I, I had a I had a thought that you know we, you go back a few years to that SummerSlam match between Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar and how that did not end well. And you, you could tell those guys did not come out of that match as friends. But I love the idea, and I'd like to see a little backstage vignette about this of the two of them meeting backstage sometime and 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 commiserating. Bonding over their shared love of destroying the Sing Brothers. I think that'd be nice and heartwarming. Yeah. Let me talk about how much I love this next segment. <clears throat> Winner is on the Raw Survivor Series team. Bobby Lashley defeated Elias via countout. This was too short to rate, but this new posing gimmick, I adore. I adore it. And Jimmy, Jimmy Van, our Fightful.com founder. Who I have committed to out surprising on Listen Your Boy 100. Committed. He always tries to hit me with surprise, whether lame or good. I'm going to out surprise Jimmy Van on Listen Your Boy 100. I'll put over that show in a minute. He said, Lex Luger's narcissist gimmick didn't work. I don't think it'll work with Lashley. And I said, Lex Luger never showed his ass cheeks. (laughs) We never got the payoff of ass cheeks. True. We got them tonight. And... Leo Rush had me dying. So and good. So did Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley, I would just love to see the person who went up to Bobby Lashley and said, "So your gimmick is going to be that you show everybody your ass, but not really your ass." And Bobby's like, "Yeah, okay, I'm down with that." And then Leo Rush is just over there, like, ah, "I love it." And that's <laughs> what he was doing here. He's like. Hit him with the chest pose. Now, hit him with the double bicep. Now, your favorite, that hamstring pose. I lose it every time. And if it's still going on a year from now, I'm going to lose it every time. It's the type of thing that is so ridiculous that it works and I love. 
Tell me how much you love Bobby Lashley's ass. Uh, well, I love his hamstrings. Let's say, let's be honest. I love his hamstrings. Uh, I, I, I loved even more uh, Elias, uh, Elias's bit uh, with with good. the cell phone. That was so good. Call, calling Child Protective Services, and like, there's, uh, there's, he, there's Bobby Lashley's in the ring with his child that he kidnapped weeks ago. Um, uh, how how old are you, son? He can't be any older than ten. That like Elias again. We haven't talked about this in a while, but if you told me back when he was in NXT and couldn't figure out how to get that gimmick over, who would have known that he would have killed it? He would have he would have gotten the best organic heel heat I've I've heard just by mentioning a a, a sports team in a, in, a, in a local city, and then a month later be a pure babyface getting over. With comedy, like, I mean, I, I, I'm amazed. I'm so proud of this guy, and I'm disappointed in the outcome of this match because I really wanted to see him in the Survivor Series team. Man, I died about the CPS call. It was phenomenal. They brawl outside the ring. Leo Rush grabs Elias's foot and gets him counted out, and that's the match. Yeah. But um, Elias... I felt this was a good way to not get him pinned, and Lashley needed this more than Elias did. Sure, sure. Elias is a special kind of over. And hey, we talked about this on the pod as far back as a year ago. I, I was like, or not, maybe not a year ago, but several months ago, probably about half a year, if not more. It, it can translate so well for Elias because the crowd won, wanted to like him, right? And now they're, they're along for the ride, and I like that. And this is the best that Bobby Lashley has been. Since yes. he's been here. Yes. The stuff with Leo Rush just gets better. Uh, Elias catches Leo. Lashley saves him from too much damage. Yeah. I um I I will say that um Raw's Survivor Series team, male team, makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Like you have you have Braun who's there to destroy anybody and and has been basically uh negotiated into being a team player for this. And you have Drew and Dolph, who are best buds. You have Bobby, who's also a heel. Like those four guys, I, I'd put up against pretty much anybody that that um, SmackDown could throw out there. Considering one of them is their own, like an actual McMahon. And then Finn's gonna, you know, like Finn's gonna Finn, but he'll probably wind up being eliminated because he's feuding with both Bobby Lashley and 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 Drew. But still, four out of five ain't bad. You got four four guys that can work together. That's a good Survivor Series team. Yeah. So before the main event segment, I want to mention, guys, November 28th, listen, your boy, number 100, myself and Jimmy Van, the Fightful.com founder. If you all haven't checked out that show before, it is our flagship show, and it is going to be a celebration. I am making an awful lot of promises that I probably can't keep, but myself and our producer, Melissa, are going to fight on the show, physically fight. In that fight, I have promised explosions. I have promised moves banned from WWE. I, I'm I'm going to say at least one bone is going to be broken. I, I want to go ahead and, and guarantee that. I am promising to out-surprise Jimmy Van. I've had some green screen trickery. I think I'm going to pull off my greatest green screen yet. And Jimmy won't be able to see me until it goes on the air for that reason. That, that's another promise I'm just making off the cuff. Really writing some checks my ass can't cash now. I promised music. A special intro, 
And either I'm going to get a great guest thematic for the show, or I will bury the person who wouldn't come on the show because I've been trying really hard. Listen to Boy 100, November 28th. But we got number 98 this Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you guys join us. Main event segment. Alexa Bliss comes out, reveals that she's picked Nevi- no, Nevi- uh, Nia Jax, Tamina, Mickey James for her Survivor Series team, as well as Natalia, who's been given the night off because of some emotional issues. She and Baron Corbin think that the remaining member need to show dedication over friendship, and it's Sasha Banks and Bailey. And I said, of course they're giving this away unadvertised, unrolled. But it was a good match, but let's talk about the, the Survivor Series team thus far um well i i said i i figured that, this, that at least mickey was going to be uh put on the team by alexa because best friends and whatnot um and naya uh yeah that makes sense naya's big and the irresistible force or whatever uh when you're like hey yeah tamina uh you can definitely be on the team even though you've been around for all of like six minutes and you can't walk, and your finish is falling off the top rope. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, that strains credulity, considering that you have ba- Bailey versus Sasha, and you pick one of them. I understand that your team captain is a heel who doesn't like these women, but. Why Why is Tamina on this team? I mean, I understand why, because you're doing the push for her, but re- really? Tamina? Well, Sasha and Bailey have a good match. We had the Sasha double knees into the ring post spot, and then she misses and hits the ring post. Bailey does the apron stunner. Bailey to belly on the apron. Come back from a commercial to see Bailey eat knees on a flying elbow drop and is put in the bank statement. Tamina and Nia attack, and Alexa is thrilled now. One of the things I do like about the Bailey-Sasha match, they hit a lot of it behind a commercial, so they didn't give us so much to where it was overdone. They let us know that it happened and got the heel heat yeah. and overdo it because this match has to happen at some point, whether it's whenever it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does feel like one of those things where, well, hey, you, you guys said you wanted Bailey versus Sasha, and we're giving it to you. Why are you upset all over social media? Because you gave it to us with no build up to it, um, uh, out of the blue, for free. You schmazed the finish, and and it's fo- the 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 stakes that you that you assigned to it are something that we most of us watching the show don't give a damn about. Being on your Survivor Series team that doesn't really matter in the long run because you haven't assigned stakes to the winner of that match. And you make believing that these people, uh, that brand supremacy is the most important thing to them when it's not for the other 50 weeks out of the year. That doesn't make any sense. Like to me, I've been begging for a Sasha Banks versus Bailey match one on one for months now. And this is the one I got. Damn you, Monday Night Monkey's Paw. You strike again. (laughs) By the way, guys, leave a thumbs up on the video if you don't mind. Subscribe. Michael Cole asked, what was the point of having the match? Something that I ask at least once a week. 
But then we cut backstage, and this is a brilliant cut backstage. This is a damn good one. Great. The only time when I was like, ah, damn, is when I saw that blue shirt on Becky. I was like, ah, the monkey paw. (laughs) Because Ronda Rousey, who said earlier, Becky Lynch doesn't know how to break an arm. Not like I do. Right. We see Becky Lynch breaking Ronda Rousey's arm. Right. It's it's a fantastic visual and an aggressive one. And Rousey's selling her ass off for Becky. And yeah. Becky's cranking it. It looks good. Becky then comes out to the to the ring. And I just really thought it should be her going in there and swinging. She uh, should go in there swinging herself. And then everybody else comes. Because it does not make sense for Becky and Charlotte to fight back at back to back like Chuck Norris and that dumbass kid from that sidekicks movie. I was waiting for them to lock arms and just kick their legs up like a Liu Kang bicycle kick, which yeah. would keep them elevated while they turned and kicked everyone. Yeah, this is the thing. Um I when they were when they were like um when when Alexa uh, you know they they beat down Sasha and Bailey and Alexa's like, just kidding. You don't get to be in the match. Here's the real person in the match, Ruby Riot. And I'm like, oh God. Well, she and Natalia are going to eliminate each other. Blah blah blah. And then they cut backstage, and Becky Lynch is breaking Ronda's arm. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I don't like the fact she's wearing this blue thing. Okay, that's over. Wow, that was really interesting. And then Becky versus the entire Raw Women's roster. I was here for it. Like that was awesome. And then. All the SmackDown women join in, including Lana, who could not be further from being involved in this match. And and I'm like, oh, oh okay, that's cool. Um, I, I guess it's fine that all the SmackDown women are there helping Becky because, you know, brand supremacy. But then I saw Charlotte was there, and I was like, she hasn't even accepted the invitation yet to be a part of Survivor Series. Like, Paige is like, I want you on the team. Sasha is a no-show last week, so tomorrow there will probably have something involved there. But you, Charlotte, had to be part of this gang initiation thing they did tonight, so that she could be part of the video package that they show on Sunday. Because in storyline, Charlotte's not part of the Survivor Series thing yet. She has. It's weird. It's it's, but it's not nearly as weird as her and Becky burying the hatchet after all these months of hating each other. Because they both wear the same color shirt. Bloods and Crips, my man. It's in, well, that's fine. Bloods and Crips. I understand that because that's years and years and years of everything being about that. I can't wait for the Raw team of Sean Ross App and Alex Palowski to beat the shit out of the SmackDown team of Sean Ross App and Alex Palowski. It's going to be awesome. You joke, but that makes about as much sense as what this is right here. Like, it's just so stupid. So let's talk about the happy accident. Golden Goose Becky gets cracked open, and I'm not going to speculate on who, but uh, I'll I'll take a look at who it is. This is a happy accident, assuming she's okay. The thing is, she was immediately checked out, did not travel out with the rest of the SmackDown girls, I'm told. Yikes. That, based on my uh, amateur doctor abilities and just seeing injuries like that, eyes got swelled up. Probably yeah. a cracked, broken nose. If she blew her nose, if she blows her nose, her eyes are gonna puff up. I'm sure somebody told her not to. If it's a broken nose, she might be able to work and probably maybe a, a, a brace. But you never know what can come from that. You never know if a concussion can come from that because if it's concussion, 
that's bad news. And yeah. it's not a happy accident anymore. Is it a cool yeah. visual? Yes. But is it worth her missing a match with Ronda Rousey? No, it is not. No. The other thing that I was, I was worried about is, is they showed more of her face during the beatdown that followed and then final, and then afterwards at the top of the stairs. There was like not like it didn't look like smeared blood from another injury. It looked like fresh blood up near her eye, near her tear duct. And if she's cracked an orbital bone, like if she got hit in the side of the nose, like up here where where the nose meets the eye, like that bone there, if that's cracked, she's done. Like you can't fight with 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 a with a with a cracked orbital bone. You just that's you can't do that. Only Lorkin got a cracked orbital bone in NXT and was out for a couple of months. Like that, that was that was a very quick return too. Yeah, from yeah. Um, just the idea that if something as stupid as this, oh, we got to show brand supremacy, reign supreme. So let's have a giant brawl between the women. That's completely, you know, let's just have them do it and not, you know, it won't be choreographed or whatever. And somebody accidentally throws an elbow, or she eats a, a, a knee accidentally, and it, and it and it ends this amazing run that she's on. It, no, no, no! Forget about this match that she has with 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 Ronda. If that's in jeopardy, that sucks. But if she has to miss significant time in the middle of this stone cold revisited storyline that she's in, that's just a tragedy like she's she's been on on another level i hope i hope i hope this is that it's not a serious serious injury and that not only can she compete on sunday but that she doesn't miss any significant time yeah hoping that she's okay uh it looked rough like there was already some swelling going on yeah no yeah no area and that that's what leads me to be concerned and if it become if it's if she's okay and she's good to go I mean, yeah. she was working with a cracked jaw already. Yeah, and if it's every if everything's fine, it's good to go. No, no big deal. If she got hurt, boy, there's there's a talk to be had, and I don't care who the person knows or or what kind of treatment they've gotten in the past. Becky Lynch is a golden goose right now. You cannot stop her from laying eggs. Uh, Stephanie not happy about this backstage about the the attack. Obviously, this is a setup. Baron Corbin doing the same tomorrow. Yeah, fun. I mean, here's the deal. Um, who's I'm I'm all for seeing uh, Braun Strowman show up tomorrow wearing a blue shirt and just destroying all of all of SmackDown's arena. That'll be fun. Yeah. Also, uh, wearing a red shirt. Excuse me. Mixed match challenge winners announced as getting the number thirty spots in the Royal Rumble and a paid vacation, which Jimmy Van joked, "Wow, they're finally going to pay for a wrestler's hotel and transportation." <laughs> um, I'm the, the finals. I believe are at uh, TLC. Uh, yeah. I have been paying attention to who's in the lead in their little run, Red Robin thing. I don't know who's here. Who, hoping AJ Styles wins so he can enter the Rumble number thirty and defend against himself. But yeah, that's the other thing is that um, I, I guess that to me that because I look at the way booking works. That kind of eliminates AJ Styles as being a possible winner of this tournament on the SmackDown side because I'm pretty sure he's still going to be champion and that title will be defended by AJ Styles on at TLC and he's not pulling double duty. So 
it, it, I don't even understand why AJ Styles is even in this tournament, considering that if he were to win it, he would have to defend, have that match, and he wouldn't be able to. It's just a weird, weird thing. Reminder, guys, Fightful MMA Podcast, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Fightful SmackDown Podcast, Tuesday, 10.05 Eastern. And listen, you boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Follow Alex at Palowski the 4th. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, and check out FightfulWrestling.com. Got breaking news there all day long. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.